special edition Monday of the Ringer NBA show. It is brought to you by Any Given Wednesday, my new HBO show that launches on June 22nd, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Please don't forget, this is probably my only chance ever to have an HBO show, I'm guessing. Uh, We are also brought to you by TheRinger.com, which is presented by Miller Lite. We are in our third week. Uh, and we have great stuff on sports, pop culture, tech, a whole podcast network that features eight podcasts right now. Uh, life is good here at The Ringer, and we are now going to do an NBA preview of Game 5, an emergency podcast. Joe House, you're doing double duty. You did Shaq House today, and I dragged you on for 15 minutes. Let's talk about Game 5 really quickly. Your thoughts on the Draymond suspension? Yeah, we had to get on today because we're going to be crowning an NBA champion this evening. We had to get a little preview in before we crown the Golden State Warriors with their back-to-back, unprecedented, historical I know what you're uh, doing. championship season. I know what you're doing. You have Cleveland money and you're, cha- <laughs> no, you're trying to jinx the Warriors. I know I, what you're doing. This is No, I, I, I absolutely not. Um, I think the Draymond Green suspension uh, is, was warranted. And uh, while the timing of it was unfortunate, I think it was about time for the league to step in and, you know, put put his foot down. A nut shot? He has been. <laughs> a nut, I mean, how many nut shots do we have to to let go by? It does this seem like three. This one was even a full on. Yeah, it seems like three should be the limit for nut shots. Maybe two. Three, I think th- three, three strikes you're out. Three nut strikes you're out. I'd, yeah, we're there. I mean, this 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 playoffs. You know, I, he uh, is a tremendous talent. I absolutely adore watching him, especially defensively. Yeah. But the antics, the antics, he needs to tone that stuff down a little bit. It's I know, not but that's necessary. It's not. But that's part of what makes him him. I don't think he can. You can't tone it down. It's the same thing like when people tell Westbrook. You know, you just got to be in more control. You got to run the offense. You got to be more of a point guard. You are who you are. You should embrace who you are. That's who Draymond is. And we guessed on Friday on the BS Report, I had three of my any given Wednesday writers, and around the 15-minute mark, I predicted that, and Lord knows I've made a ton of bad predictions in my life, I predicted that if the Cavs, it looked like they were going to lose, they are going to try to go Draymond into the crucial technical that would get him suspended for Game 5. And that's exactly what LeBron did. He totally goaded him into it. He stepped over him. You don't do that on a basketball court. And Draymond reacted the way Draymond reacts. And I got to say, that was a weirdly brilliant move by LeBron James. I was impressed. Well, it was his best play of the game because he was terrible in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, what is going on with that Cleveland team? I can't forgive them. They really ruined this NBA Finals. I'm going to be mad at them all summer long. You're just mad because you lost money on them, you dumbass. You know, you're a dumbass. You bet on them like a dumbass. We saw and I told you not to. You were like, I'm going against the grain. Everyone loves the Warriors. I'm going to go against the grain. Well, you know who else goes against the grain? Cleveland's offense. It wasn't going against the grain. Cleveland had a, a, a very successful formula. They had a, a oh, demonstrated, documented ability stop to navigate the Golden State octop- octopusy. They're the, they're they're they're, they're ten ten legged, ten limbed approach to offense. What are you talking Cleveland about? Cleveland last year showed us how to be competitive with an undermanned team. For, I'm not going to get all Stephen A. It. about it, but look, they. Here, here are the, the elements 
of slowing down Golden State. Yeah. Ball control. Yeah. Run time off of the, the shot clock. Okay. Have big guys on, on the court for offensive rebounds. Sure. At least that, that, that formula made them competitive. I'm not saying they would have won. All I wanted was a competitive series. Well, Ty- I like that formula. They have not been competitive. Ty Law did exactly the opposite of everything you just listed. He tried to play a really Ty quick Lue. pace. Ty, Ty Law Lue. and Ty Lue. Ty Law and Ty Lue. <laughs> I'm, I'm officially turning it to my dad. Uh, Ty Lue did everything that, uh, that you did not recommend right there. He he tried to play a really fast pace, which is a disaster. Um, he didn't learn anything from last year's finals. I still think last year's finals was a little fluky, only because I think the Warriors had deer in the headlights the first couple games, so it's tough to gauge. But um, I I haven't liked anything they've done, and I don't know why LeBron's just not either the four or the five at all times. Every minute that they play him at small forward is a dumb minute, in my opinion. Just use him for what he is at this point of his career, which is the best power forward in basketball. That's what he is. That's the one place where they have a pronounced advantage. Huge advantage. Him at the four or five. Yeah. And they, and they can't figure out a way to run offense through that, through that um, dynamic. I would post him up every single time. And, and either you double it or he gets to the rim or he gets someone in foul trouble Every like you know, I I may or may not have some some financial incentive to, for the Warriors to win this. Every time they post <laughs> LeBron up, I get nervous because you know if you guard him with Draymond, he's actually the one guy in the league who's Draymond size who can actually kind of do some stuff. Uh, if you double him, he can pass out of it. If if I'm the Warriors and he's 27 feet from the basket trying to get to the rim, I know I can stop that. I have the best defensive team in the league, but. I'm not sure I wanted, how to stop wanted, him on the low post. I wanted to get out our buddy uh, Kirk Goldsberry to see if he'd do a shot chart um, for old times' sake, a fourth quarter shot chart for for that um, abysmal uh, Cleveland performance from Game Four. Was it, fourth it wasn't quarter. just fourth quarter; it was the whole half. Did you see the stats? LeBron or Kyrie took 33 of the 38 shots, and I actually yes, felt this like is what I'm, it turned into like almost a competition. It was almost it was like they're the competing against each other. Would, I wanted to see if it was going to look more like a toilet bowl or a donut, <laughs> one or the other. It's going to look like one of those too. It, like a no, it would have, it would have been a toilet bowl with the plunger sticking out of it in in memoriam I mean, of Doc was, Rivers' 2006 offense. They document the misses with an open with an open hole, right? With a zero. I, I, it was going to be you know all around the perimeter, um, empty holes. What, what what would you call that? The Scarface? I don't know what you call it. Um, yeah, the moon. It's like a like the a picture moon. of the moon. Um, I would have played LeBron at the four. I would have played Kevin Love seven minutes a half. Uh, I would have tried to put as many shooters out there as I possibly could. I would have posted up LeBron as much as I could. Um, I'm trying to think what else I well, would have done. The, part of the challenge was they, the... Uh... Golden State started running a slightly different version of their pick and roll in the second half, and yeah. especially against when when um, uh, Cleveland had the um, combo of Richard Jefferson and Kyrie and J.R. Smith on the floor at the same time, yeah. and that's how all of a sudden Clay and Steph are having wide open looks at three. Um, well, and also, and, and I mean, Cleveland that's... had no answer for it. The, the reality is Kyrie murdered them in the in the second half. That game went from it looking like Kyrie 
was going to put up like 47 and have one of those magical Kyrie games where it looks like he's one of the best eight players in the league. And it completely flipped, and he was atrocious on both ends. And if he's not scoring and if he's not creating, it's just really tough to have him out there. He's just not good enough defensively. Can, can, can we over-hyperbolize now a little bit? That was the, by far. We're, I don't think there can be any uh, disagreement around this. That was his, the most important game in his entire basketball career. It There's totally been no was. more important game for Kyrie Irving than game four at home in the NBA Finals. Do you agree with that? Yeah, he's young. I, you know, the history of young players in the league. I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to say that was like some sort of make or break game for him. But I do agree with you that um, they had to win that game. He had to play awesome in it. I do blame his coach a little bit. The minutes yeah. were astonishing to me. Looking at it after, like when you're uh-huh. home. Yeah, well, that, that's right. That's a great point. When, yeah, when you're home, home is your friend. Home is where your role players come through. Home is where, like, yeah. that Oklahoma City game I went to, game five last round, you know, most Spates comes in and gets 13 points in nine minutes. That's the stuff that happens at home. Those guys don't come through on the road. So at home— And Verizhou. Yeah, and Verizhou, that's another example, yeah. At home— that's where your eighth, ninth, tenth men become important. Like if you remember in the, in the second round, um, when OKC fought back against the Spurs in Game Four, remember Randy Foy and Waiters and Cantor? Like they all made plays. Like you need those guys in a couple stretches. They get the crowd excited. They get the starters excited. To play LeBron forty six minutes to me with all the stuff he was doing on both ends, it's insane. And that's why. He wasn't shooting the ball well anyway, but but you some of those jump shots he took, like they were hitting the rim and going to the right. You know, like he was but way Kyrie, off. He wasn't close. Yeah, Kyrie's shots didn't look any better. And he had forty three minutes, I think, didn't he? Didn't he end yeah. up with with uh minutes that approximated LeBron's? This but is that, the thing. I felt like it was a little bit litmus testy. A little yeah. bit litmus testy I agree. For, for for Kyrie. No, right? I'm with you. I agree. I, mean, I, I, I <clears throat> I just think I'm taking your point that it's not uh, necessarily a referendum on what kind of player he's going to be because he is still young and they have to um, continue to build around him, right? Is he fun to play with? I keep coming back to that with him. Do you want to play basketball with him? Like, let's say we're in college and we go to the heart center. We walk up. It's freezing cold. It's a 12-minute walk. We walk up. We make it. We're so excited to get in a game. And we have to play with Kyrie. And then the next game isn't like if we lose, we don't get to play for an hour. We just have to sit there and wait for like four other teams to play before we play. Do we feel good about our chances with Kyrie? We know we're not going to get the ball. We know he's going to go one on one. I'm already bummed out. I haven't even I haven't even played yet. I'm bummed out. That's it. I, we're pissed. Yeah. We walked up in the cold to watch him play one on one. Yeah, we basically were his props. We're like, all right, we'll we'll rebound right. for you while you go one on one the whole time. Like people hate playing with guys like that. And I don't I don't think it's too late for him to change. But when you're just a shoot first point guard who goes to the rim like he does, but then in this series you got Draymond and you got Bogut and you have all these guys that their words are actually good at protecting the rim. Um set up your teammates, try to make people better. J.R. Smith Well, especially this this dynamic where the refs swallow the whistles, which I absolutely I loved applaud. It yeah, because it was for it. both sides. Both sides were getting creamed. Yeah, right. No bailout. Like that, the LeBron and Lou were complaining about the fouls after the game. Did you see how many fouls LeBron LeBron had himself? LeBron had 15 fouls in that game. Like he should settle yeah. down. Uh, I don't think at this point in his career, 
I, I, I really think that LeBron's inability to realize that his game is subtly shifted against great defensive teams is his biggest problem. Because I do think he's the a power forward now. The jumper in the fourth quarter yeah. is, is an eye-gouging experience. Him standing 18 to 24 feet and facing up and not making anybody work hard and early in the shot clock, it's, 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 a, it's a defeat. Uh, it's a concession speech is what it is. And the, the thing they have in their favor, other than Draymond not playing in this game, which is important because I felt like he was the finals MVP through four games. You know, you can catch the Warriors on, on a night where Curry and Thompson aren't playing well. And yeah, we've it, seen it happen. You it was know? game three. Yeah. It was game three. They got that. You can Those guys I mean, can go six for 22 combined from three, and you're in the game. So, you know, they have a real chance in game five. I But I'm going the other way. I don't know whether you reverse jinx or not at the top, but I think they finished tonight. I think they're better. I think they know they're better. I think... I think there was a LeBron Kyrie thing that happened in that second half that is probably going to manifest itself this summer where it's just like, I, you know, I don't think LeBron liked how that went down in the second half where he's competing with chances to create. And I don't think he's willing at this point of his career to turn it over to somebody like Kyrie unless Kyrie is lights out and he's not. And I don't know how they yeah, fix that. That's right. He shouldn't, he shouldn't turn. The only time he should ever, um, be turning it over is if he needs rest himself. He needs to catch a, an in-game break because right. he's playing 46 out of 48 minutes, and that guy's got the hot hand. That's a very nice weapon to have, by the way. He's been looking for that weapon. He had it in D. Wade and, and a little bit of Chris Chris Bosh, but D. Wade let him, you know, kind of re- recuperate and recovered while he's actually playing in the games. Mm. I blame I, I blame LeBron. This is you know his. His fingerprints and his footprint, you know, they fired Blatt at his beckon, yeah. uh, at his beckoning, and you know, here's the team that you wanted, and, and the coach. And they're not competitive. They're not competitive. The coach. I would. That's the thing I'm most most disappointed by. Right with 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 that coach. That game four was was finally going to be the game that I've been wanting these whole finals. Hotly contested. You know, we're going to have a, a competitive fourth quarter, and then it wasn't competitive at all. At all. I know, but standing out there, eighteen to twenty-four, chucking at the side of the rim. Yeah, but you've watched the Warriors all year. We, you can tell when they have it, and when they don't. I felt. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even care what the score was in the first half. Like Curry, you could see he was on his game. You could see Draymond was doing Draymond things. I wasn't. I wasn't worried. Sal and I, um, if gambling had been legal, we might have made the biggest basketball bet I've ever made in my life on on one game in that game on the Warriors because. Oh. They were underdogs in Game Four, which was to me yeah. like a like a twice in a decade chance to take advantage of of real stupidity. The team is like eighty seven and fifteen. How are they underdogs ever in any scenario? Right. Um, yeah. But uh, I I I just wasn't worried because you can tell with that Warriors team, and I think tonight the fact that Draymond got suspended, I think that's going to piss them off. I think there's yeah. maybe nine percent. Of of this would be fun to win the title with Draymond suspended, just because that this team loves each other and it'd be fun to just make fun of him for the next ten years that they didn't need him for the clinching game. <laughs> you know, because well, I, I really I think not... these guys are all friends, and I think that would be a funny Me thing too. for them. Hey, Draymond. Hey, man. You know, you keep talking, but all I know is you weren't there when we won the title, and I think they would. I think I, they'd I... like that stuff. 
So my, my thing at the top was not a reverse jinx. I really do think they're going to close out for many of the reasons you just mentioned. I think tonight is, is you know, the, the effect of the suspension is a galvanizing one. They rally around moments like this. They've demonstrated an interchangeability, uh, flexibility that's unparalleled in the league. I bet Iguodala has a sensational game tonight. That's, that's you know, where I'm coming from. You literally down. bet he's on it. Play that. Huh? <laughs> you literally bet that he's going to have a good game tonight. <laughs> I, I did do that. That's true. I think he's going to be the finals MVP. His his defense on, on LeBron has been sensational. It's been nothing short of, of so tremendous. Let's talk about this, and then then we got to go, because I promised a quick podcast. I think Iggy has become this generation's Robert Horry. How about that? I think he's better, too. I mean, he's obviously a better well, player. He's a say, max I feel guy. like that's slightly, slightly disrespectful to, to Iggy. Well, so, all right, here's my defense. I don't mean from a talent standpoint. I'm not comparing what they do for their respective teams. I'm just talking about for his generation, the guy who's at one level during the season and then another level when you need him and then another level in big moments and in big playoff series. And the stuff that he does is so underappreciated. He's the player that we always wanted him to be. Remember, we would get frustrated with him in Philly because he was put in the position of being the number one option slash franchise guy. And he wasn't that. This is who he is. He He's should not be. That. He should be your third best player or your fourth best player on a championship team, and a guy who doesn't have to create everything offensively, and a guy who just does the things that he does. And. Well, and he's got all that old dog stuff in him now too. He's 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 been through all the battles. He's, yeah. He's the seasoned vet on that team. He's a stabilizing force. I really do think he's going to have a, a great game tonight. Now, I'm not just saying that because I have him at a delicious plus 750 <laughs> for nice. Series MVP. Well, and that's I'm the not thing. Just saying it for that reason. Well, but you can't say he's underrated if he wins two Finals MVPs. So he's actually probably properly rated. Um, but the, the defense. Yeah, that, I mean, at eight to one, Daddy's got to have a little piece of that. <laughs> the defense that he played on Durant and LeBron in back-to-back series um, will go down historically. And I think, you know, you look. You look at the history of the league and some of the guys who weren't the best guys who were super important for championship teams, and they ra- they range from like the Michael Cooper slash Robert Horry types um, to guys like Sam Jones. Um, Derek Fisher, I think, is a good example of somebody who wasn't that good statistically but had a knack for kind of being in the right place in the right time and coming up big. Iggy's on the higher end of that. Like He's not as good as Sam Jones, but... He's kind of on that next level of really great guys who have just been on great teams and done great things and been responsible partly for the success. You know, and I think that's not where he was two years ago. This was a guy who went to Philly. He was in the Dwight Howard trade. He went to Denver, um, signed with Golden State as a free agent. It felt like a little bit of a consolation prize when they didn't get Dwight Howard. And he has now reinvented himself as this decade's Whatever you call that Robert Horry role. He's better than Robert Horry. Um, yeah, he's better than Robert Horry. But he, doesn't, Horry. But he, like, doesn't uh, have, I, he I, needs a nickname. Like yeah. Big Shot Rob, he needs his own nickname. Yeah, Iggy isn't enough. Something's he doesn't like Iggy. Jiggy with Iggy, I don't like that. Something good with Iggy. He doesn't like He doesn't like Iggy. He likes to be called Dre, apparently. That's uh, what I heard. Well, there's a lot of Dre's out there. I heard uh, word on the street. Um, we have some Warriors intels that there's going to be a lot of James Michael McAdoo tonight. I'm happy with that. I'm me too. Thrilled. I when liked him in that game four. When, me too. When you when you talk about role players, 
who are guys that can step up and, and you know, help fill that void. JMM is one of those fellows. He, he's really effective, I think, in front of the Golden State crowd. I mean, I think like him, Livingston, Spates, we're yeah. going to see a bunch of that. Verizal, we're going to all those guys are going to be flying. And I, I think as much as anything, because, you know, Draymond got suspended, so they all step up, and that's just the way that team works. The Verja thing is is interesting because he was on Cleveland. They traded him to basically dump his salary. I think they even put a first-round pick into that trade and then replaced him with Channing Fry. And now he's coming back to haunt them, potentially. Uh, he's already hurt them in this series, and potentially he could be the difference tonight if he does the defensive rebounding Verzhev stuff. He's playing as well as he's played in a while. And the question with him was never how he played when he was on the court as much as could he stay in the court, you know? And if he's surrounded by shooters, you're playing four and five of them offensively. But as long as you have four other guys who can score, he's a real asset. He's averaging, I I haven't looked this up, but I bet he's averaging nine minutes a game. And he's in precisely the very best uh, situation he could be in. In many respects, the same thing I would say about Iguodala, although totally different, uh, um, you know, contribution to the team and totally different thing. But like we keep seeing these guys, these vets come in here and and, uh, be in the absolute positively best situation. I mean, Bogut resurrected his career there at Golden State. So to recap, we think Iguodala has a chance to win finals MVP. Steph, if he puts up like 42 tonight, will win it. Because that'll mean he yeah. was the best guy in two of the four games, and that'll be enough. Uh, and then also everybody two of the feels five games. everybody feels well. Two of the four wins. Um, everybody right. feels bad about his shoes. I think maybe just to make him feel better. <laughs> oh, you ruined those shoes on Jimmy Kimmel. It's like the widest moment. It makes me so happy. Oh, I so I went and they told me um, they were like, "Hey, man, we have these the new Curry shoes, but they're size eleven. You're a size ten and a half." I was like, "I don't care. I'll tie them tight." I'm so excited yeah, to put them on. what are you talking about? And guess what? They're super comfortable. And guess what else? They're meant for people like you and me. We're dads. Oh, no. They oh, were great. No. I liked them. Middle-aged white dudes. Yeah. Too. You know what they look good with? <laughs> A pair of khakis. That's going to be I'm gonna, That's going to be the Under Armour. I mean, I'm going to come up with some Under Armour uh, taglines when I, when I put, put those shoes out on the Twitter. These these shoes, I mean, every joke's been made, but when you actually see them and you put your feet in them, my my wife's dad, I think, is 77. If I bought them these shoes, he would be so excited. He'd feel a little bit hip because they're Curry shoes, but they're also exactly the type of shoes he'd wear. It's an unbelievable misfire, and I think it backfires in the other way, and it probably becomes a successful shoe. I think they've created oh, a shoe I, for I, us, House. They're going to be cool. They're they're they're, they're the white um, referee shoes. That's what I like about them. Yeah. The, you know, the referees wear black, but there's the same thing in white. Yeah, maybe the refs will start wearing these. That that'd be a good outcome. Uh, <laughs> so to recap, we think Draymond should have been suspended. I think LeBron also should have gotten a flagrant one because I think if you step over somebody in a basketball court, uh, you're trying to start trouble. If somebody does that and pick it's up, a it's a fight. That's yeah, a provocation. It's a provocation. Don't put your don't put your groin area on my head. Just don't. In, yeah. any, in any scenario. Uh, and we think the Warriors crowd comes through tonight. We like McAdoo and Verizhou. McAdoo and Verizhou. And uh, maybe a little Azili. And uh, and I think the Warriors will make fun of Draymond for the next 10 years. That they won the title without him. It'll be hilarious. Joe House. That's a good one. Uh, we hey. can make, what's, what's Shaq House about this week? U.S. Open preview? 
Yeah, I would say so. There's only the nation's championship being played this mm. week. I have a. Uh, it's early days yet for the bets. We discussed some of my gambling angles, some thoughts that Jeff Shackelford had. Um, we're getting ready uh, for the broadcast as well. We had a nice interview with Brian Curtis of The Ringer. Nice. He wrote a nice piece about Joe Buck, so we got his take on Joe Buck as Fox ramps up for their um, second try at a U.S. Open broadcast this season. And um, it, was a, it was a nice hour. I, I'm going to tweet out some, some of my bets, though, my U.S. Open bets, because I wasn't quite ready yet. You know, noontime Monday is still a little early. I haven't gotten all my spreadsheets together yet. Well, America, listen to that Shaq House podcast because uh, House picked the Masters correctly and actually follows the stuff and knows what he's talking about. The U.S. Open. Although you're not man enough to go, even though Callaway was willing to bring you and you have all kinds of hookups bruh, left and right. Bruh, I told you. I, 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 I'm playing in a I, – I have a commitment. Just call me bruh. I, have, I play in a – yeah, I called you, bruh. I play on a member guest here uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, in the DMV. Mm. I made a commitment. It's just with a, my, a group of my dear friends. We get together this Father's Day weekend every year, U.S. Okay. Open weekend. It's a wonderful time. And I have my outfits already laid out. I'm pimping some Callaway gear. I got some other nice accoutrement. I mean, you know, I, I rock at ABH. Always be handsome, Bill Simmons. Joe House, uh, Thank you, as always. And for everybody out there, we check out the Ringer Podcast Network, where it has things like Shack House and Channel 33 and The Watch and Keeping It 1600 and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, check out TheRinger.com. And don't forget, any given Wednesday, premiering June 22nd, 10 o'clock, HBO. Uh, I'll be back with a Bill Simmons podcast later in the week. Thanks for listening. And, uh, and, and good luck to the Warriors because we might have financial incentives to hope you good win today. Good luck, today. Warriors. Good, good luck. luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.